Okay, I can, I'm going to get started right now. Good morning, everybody. And um, thank you, David. I'm kicking off this show. It's the first time that I'm doing it at this time. So it's very exciting for me. Um, and uh, market is open. So I have my eyes on the charts right now. I'm a day trader. I'm also a swing trader. So my eyes are right now on some charts. We're about to get some triggers happening in the market. Let's see if we are going to get rolling here. But anyways, today I'm going to talk to you about uh, how I exploit earnings season for maximum gains. I'm going to show you some examples. Uh, and this is via trading futures and fast trades, awesome results. I'm going to show you how you can do it. So this is basically, it's not you know, one of your typical webinars. I'm going to show you exactly how it's done. And uh, we're also going to dive um, before the, ju just after the uh, quick presentation, uh, I'm going to dive in the quick intro. I'm going to dive into some charts and I'm going to show you what indicators I use and uh, some really fun facts about trading and about uh, and about price action. All right. Uh, so let's get started. My name is Anka Metcalf. I'm the CEO and founder of TradeAllout.com, which is a trading education firm that is specialized in educating individuals how to day trade, swing trade, and actively invest in the futures and the equities market. Also, you can trade cryptos options. You could also uh, trade Forex. So any instrument, um, it could, it's applicable. It's a universal system that can be applicable to um, any kind of market. I have been doing this professionally for 22 years. So that means that I quit my job and I'm trading from home and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, also in, before I, uh, before I came into day trading, I came with 10 plus years in investment banking. I run a swing trading service for stocks and ETFs since 2010. The results are on my website. Uh, I also run a futures, uh, room trading room since 2017 and 2015, we added futures trading education to our uh, portfolio. And uh, ever since my life has changed because uh, I can say that, hey, I have a job because before then I was just swing trading, you know, uh, sending some messages and all that stuff. But now I feel like, you know, I kind of have a job because I have to be here every morning, right? So um, I do offer trading education, like I said, for swing trading and day trading. I specialize in high velocity moves. So what I do is I look into the market and I look for the best possible location where confluence zones where I can, and I can explain a little bit um, of what I'm seeing in the market. So I'm looking for those confluence areas where uh, multiple support levels collide so I can have the maximum velocity to my targets. I like to trade between one and three day trades a day. Uh, in swing trades, I'm a little bit more aggressive. I could put, depends on the market environment, I could put anywhere from, let's say, two trades to 10 trades or even more uh, on a weekly basis. I trail out of them. So the money that I make, the profits that I make, I reinvest back into the market uh, for swing trading purposes. So this is basically what I do. I I'm also the designer of institutional proprietary trading system that we teach it in our master classes uh, that is based on price support resistance, but I'm teaching the eight layers of price support resistance. So I'm teaching the multiple confluence areas that traders need to pay attention to in order to have that high velocity trade. So what I mean by that is that I'm not looking at the market and day trading like a lot of day traders do out there. And, you know, they're going in for one tick or two ticks or one point or two points. No, I'm stalking and I'm like a sniper stalking for the right opportunity to get in. 
and get the maximum amount of uh, maximum amount of points available. I wouldn't get out of bed just to make five points in the S&P. Let me tell you that. So I do this on a daily basis. Uh, I also um, correlate my entries uh, with the trigger times. There are precise trigger times through the New York trading sessions that are very powerful. And by the way, have you guys noticed that sometimes you get in trades and, uh, you know, you get into a perfect trade and a perfect setup and sometimes, yeah, the technicals don't work or different reasons. But a lot of times, you know, traders get in and get dinged out of the trades because it's not the right timing in the market. Well, let me get let, let me make it straight. You can get in at the right time in the market with the proper setup and you could get stopped out. So that's not a problem. But you have way less. Uh, chances of stopping out if you correlate everything and uh, the market is really pay attention to, paying attention to these trigger times. Uh, specific price zones. Now, this is a really, really, really tight kept secret of institutional traders and algorithms because these are uh, prices where institutional traders are prone to scale in and scale out. And depending on, and it's they're very rich uh, in algorithms. These are rich areas in algorithms. These are certain levels. They're four levels altogether on charts. Uh, and uh, these are levels uh, where you are definitely going to see a lot of uh, price action activity. Either the price is going to get rejected from that point or the price is going to have that continuation. And also chart synchronicity, right? So chart synchronicity is very important. And even on a day like today, you'll notice that if you're looking at charts right now, you're noticing that the cues are stronger than uh, the spy. They're uh, stronger than definitely the cues, and they're stronger a little bit than Russell, right? So you have to have you have to make sure that when you trade, you go with a full synchronicity because once you have a divergent market. Divergent markets are really hard to trade. For example, if one ETF or one index, for example, if you're trading futures, again, it's a leader laggard category here. So you got to make sure because you want to make put your money where the activity in the stock market is. So, for example, if you're having a really um, a strong market environment in, uh, let's say, the tech sector, but let's say the um, oils, the oils, the energy sector or the uh, financial sector is weak, then definitely that's going to create a lot of turbulence into the market. And it's going to be a, a, a kind of like a teeter totter effect. Uh, so that's not going to be good. All right. So uh, in today's presentation, we will uh, go over some things. We're going to talk about earnings season because we'll full throttle. Actually, next week, we're going to have the most active week in earnings season until the second quarter. Uh, then we're going to talk about what to expect in earnings season. We're going to talk a little bit about gaps. I love trading gaps as a, uh, as a trader, as a stock trader as well. Uh, we're going to get a little introduction to futures for those of you that are very new to futures, how to create a game plan for this Q1. We're going to talk about earnings season and how you, the exact layout of the plan laid out and how you can trade it, how to predetermine these entry stops and targets using technical analysis and how to trade stocks for, uh, 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 versus the imminent futures and how uh, the best times to execute these earnings trades, right? All right, so this is what we're going to be doing uh, today. However, before doing that, okay, okay, gone crazy on me. Before doing that, let's talk about charts and let's talk about market. Who wants who wants to talk charts more than slides? Type a, type a one in here. Who's excited about seeing charts in action versus slides? Type a one in here. Okay, I know I am. <laughs> I am like I would trade rather than do anything else. Okay, I would trade rather than do anything else. Okay, 
<laughs> slide. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the indices and the uh, uh, where the uh, where the ETFs are, the indices as well. We could talk about them, but let's talk about the context and the indicators that are used because they're very simple, right? So first of all, this is the daily chart of the Qs, right? So we have been downtrending in this uh, in this chart for quite some time. You guys can see it right here. So we had. Um, um, really massive congestion into the highs. We dipped a little bit lower. We formed a double top formation. Uh, we broke below this big wide range. So this is what clue for the sell. Uh, and then we started dipping lower. You can see that we have lower highs, right? And we have lower lows. And we have a pretty good uh, indication that the price is plummeting, right? But the reality is that when you're looking, for example, on the monthly chart, you can see here, uh, you can see here that is one thing that is holding the price action. Can you guys name what is holding the price action right now? I'm just going to put my cursor over it. Oh, by the way, I have a squiggly green line over here. Do you guys see it? Do you guys see the green line? Right? All right. So take a look at this green line. Okay, we're coming out of financial crisis, and this looks like a baby pullback compared to the volatility that we have now, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I'm not using the VWAP. No, I'm using uh, here. That, that's a good time to talk about what indicators I use. I use the 200 simple moving uh, moving average. I use the which is red. I use the 50 simple moving average, which is green. I use the 20 simple moving average, which is the blue. And I use the 10 exponential moving average, which is pink, okay? Which is pink. I ran out of colors. I couldn't make it yellow or black or anything like that, so I made it pink, okay? So these are the moving averages that I use. I wasn't a big fan of using the 10 exponential moving average on a higher time frame. And in all reality, I have not used this uh, 10 exponential moving average uh, into trading uh, in, uh, it wasn't until uh, 2016, uh, right after election, when the market started to break into new highs and it started to grind higher. It was running into uh, FIB extensions. It was running into the FIB extension to FIB extension to FIB extension. So um, I needed a, um, I was using it for my day trading and that is when I started applying it. So back here in right after election in 2016 is where I started uh, the breakout happened, uh, I started using the 10 EMA onto the monthly. I think they're very important levels. And for those of you that don't know, uh, moving averages, just like, you know, many other indicators that are out there uh, are very rich in algorithmic action. And newsflash, you don't have to buy any kind of sophisticated indicators to make money into the market because you have more than you need uh, into these uh, uh, beautiful moving averages and they're free and they come with every platform. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to pay for any kind of shiny indicator. And by the way, how many of you guys in here think that a hedge fund is going on the internet right now, going on Google or attending a webinar saying, oh, I wonder what uh, indicator so-and-so is using and I want to buy that indicator that is going to tell me when to buy, when to sell. Like zero, nobody does that. There is not a hedge fund out there that is going to do that, right? They're either going to use a bunch of indicators. They're using a bunch of indicators just like you see here. And I'm telling you guys this because I was trained by a Goldman Sachs institutional trader. And this is what I use. And this is what he uses to this very day. 
Okay. All right. So uh, what do we have guys over here? So we talked about this common denominator as being the 50 SMA. These are the macro levels that I call. And as you guys can see, the moving averages have a certain behavior and they're fanning out. Look at the power trend. And by the way, these moving averages show you the trend and they show you also the directional bias. When the price is above any moving average, it is bullish. And when the price is trading below any kind of moving average, you could start shorting because it's bearish. So for example, the 10 exponential moving average is used as an indicator of a power ultra power trend. It's an ultra power trend. So that shows that as, uh, um, you know, as the price trades above the 10 EMA, the price action has many chances and many odds of continuing the power trend once the price breaks the 10 EMA. And that's not enough to break it. It needs to break and close below that certain uh below that certain uh time frame uh then it will slide lower by the way i know my team is in here in the room that some of them just logged in here and guys we have nasdaq rocking and rolling to the upside consolidation and we're ready to go higher sorry about that ready to go higher we're breaking above right now we're looking for that overall target into the 100 all right, sorry about that, back to presentation. All right, so this is what, whenever you see that the price uh, action is dipping lower and it's consolidatingly lower, the chances are these moving averages are gonna start crossing over. This is not a significant crossover. The 10 with the 20 is not a really significant. It just shows that the power trend is now to the downside. Now, as you guys can see here, we have a bunch of candles and you have to make sure that when you're analyzing, you're analyzing from the point of view of price location. Where is the candle trading at and where what area is it testing? So in this particular example, for example, on the monthly chart, you can see that the candle is just above very, very close to this 10 EMA. So that's going to potentially be a little bit of a slowdown, right? So these are the cues, a little bit of a slowdown into the 297 area. However, However, keep in mind, these monthly candles are so important. You don't need any, any other uh, special indicators to read continuous price action or uh, to determine whether the price is going up or down. Guys, today is Thursday. So we have today's trading session. We have Friday. We have Monday and Tuesday. So four days. In four days, this candle is going to close. When it closes, pay attention to, pay attention to, the high because if the brand new candle for the month of February is going to take out that candle high, we will have a very bullish February and that's setting the stage for February. It's all technical. Okay. So when I read charts and when I look at charts, whether I'm day trading or swing trading, I always have enough information on my charts. You guys see it. So I'm not having the charts like this. I'm having a lot of information to the left-hand side. When you're watching charts and when you're analyzing charts, don't literally have your head right into your eyes, right into the monitor. Take one, two, three steps back, right? Because you need to look at the chart, at the whole environment. You need to capture it in. Guys, every time you go to a museum, 
And when you look, when, when you're seeing a gorgeous painting, a really big oversized painting, what do you do? Do you really step a foot away from the painting to wash the brush strokes? Or do you wash like five feet, 10 feet away so you could have that whole beautiful image in? See, that's what you do. So you walk back. This is what you do in trading. Trust me when I tell you this, get out, everybody get out of the chair, move back and then look at the chart. Okay, because we, uh, our mind is going, our mind and our eyes are always trying to focus on what's current in the chart. Okay. All right. So that's how I start my analysis. And then I, I move to the weekly charts. Okay. And the weekly, you can see guys that we have descending. Yes, I do use trend lines. Trend lines are very helpful because you can see here that once we break above the trend line, right. And by the way, this is a weekly chart. So this candle is going to close on Wednesday. On Wednesday, for example, if we if the uh, if the price action is going to sustain the highs, right? If we're going to get a sustained high uh, and above the trend line, we're going to have a continuation going into 300 next week. Okay, so it all depends on how we're going to be trading today and tomorrow. Two more days. That's it. And we hold the robust green that we have built. Then we're moving higher and we're going to 300 next week. And then we're moving to the daily. Okay, we're moving to the daily right here and on the daily. And by the way, guys, for those of you that are not following me on Twitter, our Twitter handle is Trade Out Loud. I post all these charts with forecast every week. So you could actually see that we have been talking about this since beginning of January. Okay, since beginning of January. So we noticed that we have a double bottom formation. We've noticed that we were into oversold. And by the way, I do use the William percent R. And William percent R is an oscillator, is an oscillating indicator that shows you overbought and oversold zones. You have the minus 20 and the minus 80 here, and everything that trades above in the frothy area of about minus 20, it's gonna head higher, and below this, it's gonna head on lower. However, I'm going to show you something that is very interesting that I have been uh, trading yesterday after I have been dinged out in three day trades. I finally got one where I made all my money back. So I'm going to show you what that trade was. And it was in NASDAQ. But anyway, so we have massive support over here. Here's what else we have that is very interesting. Do you guys see these lows over here? Okay. Notice something. We have a low, higher low, and a higher low. Do you guys know what the definition of, um, of a com confirmation of the trend is confirmation of the trend. Do you guys know when you have a confirmed uptrend or when you have a confirmed downtrend? Do you guys think this is a confirmed uptrend or it is, is it still uh is it still a downtrend? Quick question. Type of one for this is an uptrend or if this is a downtrend. Type of two. All right, come on everybody. All right, it is an uptrend. Absolutely. You guys are so smart. You guys are awesome. This is an uptrend because once you have the low, two higher highs and two higher lows is enough to have a confirmed uptrend. That's what it is. It's just like a it's just like the GDP numbers, right? You need two and two and then done. You're in recession or you're outside of recession. You're flying. Okay. All right. So I posted this target right here. When we were trading back on January 5th, you could go on Twitter and you could check that out. This is the target that I have predetermined. And no, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm, I have very strong technical analysis skills. That's it. That's my superpower. And then we have this congestion here. We break above this, then we're starting to head higher. Okay. So uh, let's talk about uh, something that happened yesterday that I want to show you. 
Uh, oops, sorry. And Q1, I was trading NASDAQ yesterday after being dinged out of trades. Um, all right, let me show you the trade that we've done. This is the day trade. All right. So this is today's action, by the way. See this? Uh, okay, so my traders got into this trade right here, and you can see that it's heading higher. We hit a target into the 20. We have target into the 30, and we're looking for 50. We're actually looking today for a much higher target into the 100. So I'm in the trade right now, and I'm doing the presentation. You're going to believe that. And my, I, I don't even, I'm not even trailing it. So I'm not even on my trading computer right now. My trading computer is like four feet away. All right. But let me show you something very interesting right now. Uh, five minute, right? So we kind of like, you know, went in. So I'm going to go down here and show you. Okay. So we have been trying to go long in yesterday's session at some really good inflection times over here. So when the market opened, you see this little blip higher yesterday. That was me going in the trade long because I had the conviction for long. We're going to show you why I had the conviction for long. This is me going in and stopping out. This is me again going in and stopping out. This is me again going in and stopping out. And I didn't give up because my conviction was so strong. I remember for each trade, I am risking one R. So currently I was down three R's. So in my uh, next trade, obviously I knew that this is a massive support level. I'm going to show you how I knew that because if you look at this chart, for example, on the five minute, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like you don't have any support here. So how do I know that there is support here? Okay, so here's what I did. I looked at multiple time frames because when you're trading, you need to look at these multiple time frames. This is your superpower. You don't need any other sophisticated indicators than price action and these squiggly moving averages. That's all you need. All right, so what do we have here? We have a congestion. We started to break out, right? We started to... Obviously, I was in the trade, right? This this is my last trade for the day. I typically trade between three and five trades every single day, but I typically take only one trade and done, and I'm literally done. Okay. So here's what I here's what came into my uh into my decision. First of all, uh oops, first of all, the daily chart. Okay, here's the daily chart. Okay, the daily chart came into the 10 exponential moving average. It got rejected from the 200 SMA, came into the 10 EMA. What did I teach you guys right now about the 10 EMA? 10 EMA is an ultra power trend. So every time the price gets extended from the 10 EMA, the 10 EMA pulls it back. It's like a magnet. So it pulls it back and then it releases. So I had much confidence in my technical ability to read the power trend, the ultra power trend. So I saw this really gorgeous uh, 10 EMA right here. What else did I see? Well, I went to the 4H chart, this is the four hour, and the price came in where? To the 50 simple moving average. Bingo, here we go. So we had here, how, why did I, why was I confident into the 50 SMA? to read a bottom? Well, because it had a reaction a few days before and it had a reaction once it broke out. So 50 SMA for me was very important uh, uh, top down because here's the fact. Uh, 
in in for, for example here we cross below you see where this candle closed borderline we didn't have a reversal here so we didn't go anywhere but here we had a continuation lower so it was going from one band to the second band to the third band and if this didn't help it went would have went to the uh, to the fourth band but this uh this helped and i'm going to tell you what the secret was the secret was the one hour chart that came in to the almighty 200 simple moving average are you kidding me right now right so it came to the 200 sma right here and it uh, literally rotated and then zipped higher this was our trade ladies and gentlemen it ran beautifully into targets we trailed we recuperated all of the losses and remember what is the loss guys one loss is one r one r allocated and before we continue with anything else i need to share this with you because i enforce it in the trading room every single day until people are literally sick to their stomachs but they have to accept it you need to be very aware of the size that you're using that is going to make you or break you as a trader you have to look at your account size decide whether you're a more proficient trader and you can use two or three percent per trade if you're still a beginner trader or if you have not achieved consistency yet do not go above one percent for each and every single trade of your account size look at your account size you have let's say in a hundred thousand dollar account size or i don't know let's say you have a ten thousand dollar account size then your risk per trade is going to be a hundred dollars you can't trade the full size contract in futures you position size with uh micros but it's not size it's, it's not like oh my gosh i'm gonna take this trade with two contracts because that's how i feel like it and because i have like a thirty thousand dollar account and i just feel like taking it with, with standard two contracts because my brain cannot literally function and do a quick math to see how many contracts i can fit into my position size no you have to make sure that you know how to position size and in order to do that we provide our traders with a risk calculator okay so for example i was telling you guys that you have let's say uh, ten thousand dollar account you're gonna start using one percent of that account Oops, that's not working i don't know why okay all right okay here it is it's a little slower okay so let's put this at a hundred dollars okay let's put this at a hundred dollars and when you're looking at this guys you go like oh yeah i have a let's say a, a 55 point stop in nasdaq just saying 55 point stop on NASDAQ. So you're going to go to 50, right? It's 50, 50 to 60, right? So you decide whether you want to, uh, whether you want to go to 50 or 60, because if you don't want to do the quick math and you go and say, yeah, if I have that stop, well, if I go to 60, I cannot take the trade. So I'm not going to take the trade. But if I am applying the 50 point stop, then I can take it with one micro contract. So you can see here, there's a huge difference. This way, you're not going to blow up your account ever, ever, literally never, not unless you're like really doing the same thing over and over again that is not working for you and you're doing this for probably two years but that's going to consume probably your account in two years it's not it's not it's not going to be um um it's not going to be like a really fast i'm gonna i blew my account the reason uh why a lot of traders are blowing up their accounts is because they use 50 60 percent of their account to trade futures uh the same thing uh they're doing when they're trading options and all that stuff so it's crazy what is going on there all right so let's get back to the presentation everybody and i would love to talk charts with you uh i would love to talk you know charts of uh 
obviously only charts. But anyway, let's talk about earnings season because you can apply, right, the same technical analysis. And by the way, price action and price is not my only uh, favorite indicator. And it's the only true indicator. Every indicator that you have seen on my charts, whether it's a, a trend line, whether it's a moving average, whether it's a William percent R, whatever it is, any kind of indicator, uh, if even the VWAP, everything is delayed. They're delayed indicators. They're not real time. They cannot forecast, boom, entry, boom, stop. You're the only one by price action, by technicals, that can pinpoint exact entry stops and targets uh, that are available. Okay, so why is earnings season so important? Well, first of all, earnings season just started. They have just started last week. We just had some financials report uh, and it's just getting rolling right now. So why do we love earnings season? Because we get more market moves. Have you guys noticed last week? Big swing to the downside, big swing back to the upside. It was insane, right? With option expiration on Friday, you saw what happened. So we had major sell for the last two days and boom, on Friday, uh, we zipped back to the upside, let alone yesterday's swings, right? So you saw what the market did yesterday, big move to the downside, rotating back to the upside. So you get these really big market moves. You make your money a lot faster. Uh, you got to be very quick in these markets and uh, literally you have to be an astute trader. Uh, you have velocity moves. And this is my thing. I love to trade with velocity because when I trade, I need I like to pinpoint that entry and move it into my target. And I'm not having a target that is two points, three points, whatever. I'm looking for 10, 50, whatever points um, because I don't want to go in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. If I call a trade or two in the trading room, you know, that's it, right? Or a day like uh, yesterday where it was fr frustrating because I uh, stopped out of three trades and then boom, there it was, the opportunity. You have to take all the trades that fit your trading plan and your conviction about the market. Uh, the other thing is that, uh, you know, you get follow through, which is so important. It's not like, you know, being a sitting duck, you know, watching paint dry in a trade. Uh, and that applies to stocks, that applies to futures as well. The return of volatility. Well, welcome volatility. Volatility is good, especially when it's a with especially when, when we're having it together with uh, high volume in the market. Because if you're having low volume into the market along volatility, uh-uh, no bueno. Um, bigger price swings. Well, like I said, you're getting that velocity into your trading. And for the astute trader, it just simply translates into more uh, into more money. There are six weeks. So remember this. There are six weeks that are ultra active within each earning season from the beginning to the middle. And then we go downhill from there. So your active season to push the pedal to the metal is this, these six weeks. And then, you know, you take it a little bit easier. Less time spent in front of the market, meaning taking advantage of institutional power moves that occur in the first hour of the New York trading session. So earnings season is a period of time during which a, num a large number of publicly traded companies release their quarterly earnings reports. So we have four quarters, right? We have the first quarter, which is... Um, uh, ends on March 30th. It basically reports uh, April 15th uh, through um, um, April 15th through May 31st. We have the second quarter that ends June 30th and reports uh, July 13th, July 15th to August 31st. The third quarter, which ends 
uh, September 30th and reports October to November, October 15th to November 30th and fourth quarter ends on December 31st. And it reports in January and to February 28th. So what we're seeing here right now is basically the results that we have had within the last quarter of the month. All right. So quarterly earnings report uh, is uh, one of the few times during the year when the company is required to report is progress. Analysts, investors, and the media weigh the reports with bad breath to see how the progress is going. Um, it's all about expectations and small companies can see a 20% move in their direction when they report quarterly earnings. At times, a small company would have a blowout quarter and the stock will plateau or go down just because the market expectation is too high. So pay attention to what day to what day the company also reports. This is very important because a lot of people ask me, what is your favorite website for, uh, for earnings reports? And I have a few because I double check because sometimes, you know, all of these companies, what they do is copy and paste from the last quarter. They just readjusted for the calendar. But in reality, you could have a company that has delayed earnings or it's going to uh, it's going to uh, it's going to post before. One of the examples is Verizon that reported earnings. And if you look on Finvis.com, you will see that it, uh, that it has a totally different uh, report date. Uh, so company earnings are uh, released before the market opens and after the market closes, often causing substantial price move in the underlying stock outside regular trading hours. The largest reactions typically occur when a company substantially exceeds or misses expectations. So having access to extended hours trading will allow you, us future traders, to uh, react quickly to this news and participate in the initial reaction to positive or negative news for the underlying stock. So for example, you can capture really big moves from earnings from companies like Amazon, like Google, like Netflix, like Apple. So create a framework around it because that's gonna help you guys a lot. This is the event calendar. This is the earnings calendar for this week. Uh, so for example, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna go back to charts. Let's see what the time is, 10.38. Um, okay, so we have some earnings reports yesterday from Boeing. Do you guys see Boeing go down, the Dow go down, Boeing rotating, Dow rotating, so, right? Uh, Boeing is one of the heaviest companies within the Dow, uh, alongside UNH and some um, some other companies. Uh, we did have the uh, we did have after the close, uh, we had Tesla. Tesla stock is higher. I don't know right now. Let's take a look at Tesla. Uh, yeah, Tesla still gapped up and still holding the gap up. Okay, still holding the gap up. Now you have to pay attention. Microsoft was the big thing. I'm going to show you an example in Microsoft of uh, of uh, the breakout that happened in Microsoft. How you could have traded it uh, as well via Nasdaq. All right, so this is the earnings reports. We're here, guys. Uh, we're here right now. This is where we are. And uh, next week, this is where we're going to be. This is going to be literally week three. It's going to be the biggest, biggest, biggest week of all reports. We have Google, Amazon, all that stuff, Apple, all the good stuff. All right, so what do you expect in earnings season, right? You expect a gap, right? up or down, right? Because you're expecting the price to exceed expectations or not. So you're going to get a gap, right? It's all psychology. It's how, how traders feel about that particular stock. Do they want to accumulate in it or do they want to dump it? So that's the way gaps are produced. A so gap is a change in price level between the closed price of the previous session and the open price of the new current session. Okay.
Why trade futures? So we're going to dive a little bit of uh, uh, now back into futures. Uh, so we do stocks, futures, stocks, futures, right? All right. So the reason why you maximize your, the reason why I love doing futures, I'm going to tell you right now is because of tax purposes. Uh, that is the number one, because I was day trading stocks and it was uh, a little bit messy, especially when you start making money. I mean, it's, it's not good in terms of taxes. I love paying taxes because that means I'm making money, but I don't want to pay a lot of taxes, right? So anyways, the leverage available in futures trading allows you to utilize your capital a lot more efficiently than in the stock market. Because for example, if you have $200,000 and you want to speculate in the direction of the S&P 500, for the purpose of this illustration, you have three options. Okay, option number one, you either buy $200,000 of the stock using all available capital, and this can be done by purchasing the ETF, which is the SPY, which trades in shares, and it's regulated as, and it trades in, like I said, in shares, and your exposure would be about $200,000 worth of SPYs. Now, you the second option is to buy the same stock, meaning ETF, SPYs, on margin. Now, if you have a swing trading account, your leverage is going to be two to one. If you have a, um, a day trading account, it could be four to one, right? Or you can have a prop account, which you have a leverage of 10 to one, for example. This allows you to control the same portfolio by utilizing only half of your capital. Uh oh, okay. So that's pretty cool, right? You you literally use half. Instead of 200,000, you're using 100. But wait, there's more. Futures on margin, you can buy futures. Taking advantage of the approximate 10 to 1 leverage available for the Emini S&P 500 contract, and this will allow you to control the same portfolio of stocks by leveraging only $20,000 of capital. So would you rather risk $200 or $20,000? Okay, so why futures? Well, I told you the first reason why I navigated towards futures is actually, um, you know, my accountant, my advisor um, advised me to navigate towards futures because I was so active and I was in in the stocks and I, I was actually putting on, I'm not kidding you guys, between eight and 10 trades every single day because I was day trading and out. And of course you have a large pool, you have 6,000 stocks to choose from. So there's action in a lot of stocks and there are a lot of formations that are happening. So in futures, you could take a short position with these. There's no optic rule. You have raw above volume. You trade major markets like NASDAQ or S&P or the Dow or Russell. You trade crude oil and gold. You could trade lumber. You could trade oats or sugar. Um, there you have, you could trade it for income or wealth. So I do a little bit of both. Uh, I trade it for income because that's where I'm pulling my money uh, every single month. I'm going to show you exactly uh, my portfolio. And I also do it for wealth because whatever I have extra after paying my bills, I am putting into my um, um, uh, swing trading account and into my, uh, I'm compounding actually into my investing account. Uh, you have different tick values and price ranges. You have an array, depending on your account size, you could trade minis or micros. You don't need to use a scanner and you have micros as well available for gold, for crude oil. Uh, you don't need a scanner because basically you're going to be watching on a day-to-day -day for charts. Those are my employees, the indices. Um, you have a plethora of tax advantages. Google that. For those of you that are living in the UK or outside of the US, your tax advantages are through the roof if you're trading futures versus stocks. First of all, there's no pump and dump, which is awesome, right? No manipulation, no downgrades, no upgrades. It's a 24-hour hands-on risk. That's what I like because if I see a trade overnight develop, I want to take action into that trade, okay? 
Account size. Well, if you want to be a day trader, well, a stock day trader, you need at least $30,000 to open an account. And if you lose, a, a, because if you uh, if you open it with $25,000 and if you lose a penny, your day trading status is out the door. A uh, minimum account to open a futures account is $5,000. You got leverage 10 to 1. And you could start trading micros. Now, here are some examples of earnings and transition of price action into earnings. You can see here, this is a, uh, uh, this is an earnings season. Uh, th this is Netflix reporting earnings and the price action is moving down. And therefore, NASDAQ price is moving down. So it's very easy once you have a powerful stock that is reporting and influencing, for example, the index to which it corresponds, uh, to follow the price action of that particular stock. And once that stock rotates, obviously you need to get out because your index is going to rotate as well. Here's another example, IBM side-by-side -side with the Dow. IBM is part of the Dow. And as you can see here, the price, uh, the price, uh, the price moved up. The price moved up in the same manner, one, two, up, one, two, up over here. Then we had the one, two, three pullback. We have one, two, three pullback and the rotation back up. And you could see here how the uh, stock influenced the uh, index. So it's so much easier to trade an earnings season compared to outside of earnings season when you don't have this. So Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, they form the FANG stocks and bring great potential to your portfolio. But sometimes they're very, they may be very expensive if you have a small trading day trading account. So even in NASDAQ 100 futures, um, out trades all of the FANG stocks combined by a wide margin. And you could Google this, this is a clear fact. It literally out trades the FANG stocks. And that's why I trade it. NASDAQ 100 is a great way to access top tech market opportunities, capital efficiency as its finest, and take advantage of the 24 hour market. There's a the catch to that. I'm gonna show you in a second. So very few traders know that you can trade stocks via futures and take full advantage of the big price swings. Here's the deal, guys. When you think about the indices and when you're trading, for example, those of you that are futures traders in here or for those of you guys that are trading, I don't know, options on uh, futures or you guys are trading options on ETFs, let's choose buys, Russell, et cetera. Think about, don't think only about the technical of that particular index or ETF. Think about what's the, uh, what is behind it, what forms that, uh, what forms that, um, that ETF, right? Because if you're thinking of NASDAQ, you have a bunch of NASDAQ stocks, you have Amazon, you have uh, Baidu, you have Amgen, you, you have Netflix, you have uh, Meta, you have a bunch of stocks that are influencing uh, Apple, et cetera. You have a bunch of stocks that are influencing uh, the transition of NASDAQ, right? And then if you were thinking of uh, M&E S&P, pay attention to the oil market, pay attention to the um, uh, to the um, financial market because S&P tends to move when the oil market is happy, uh, it's going higher. Uh, when the uh, financials are strong and robust, the S&P is likely going to hold. So pay attention to all those things. And, the, and this is what I pay attention to every single day when I come in the trading room. Well, I bring my A game because I have all the markets covered. And not only on the list, you're not going to see lists like this in front of me. No, I have every... Not every stock, but I have the major 30 to 40 stocks on charts on my screen so I could take that really uh, best scenario trade. 
All right, so let me show you what you can do here. You can sync your Dow into the Dow stocks. So for example, if you uh, if there's a company like CRM or we had Boeing report that, uh, I wanna show you that example if we have time, um, you're going to see that the index is going to be a carbon copy of the stock. So some of the largest companies in the stock market are about to release their earning reports. So you got to get ready and get on it because you basically only have like three massive weeks left within this earning season. Push the pedal to the metal and then take your specialty trades because the other half of the earning season is not going to be as easy as this one. OK, so you got to know when to push the pedal to the metal to risk your R's into the game or to sit on your hands. So checklist, guys, write this down, how to trade earnings season via futures. Number one, create a list with the companies that are reporting before the market opens and companies that are reporting after the market closes. And look at the historical times uh, or the release report. You could get this from CNBC. You can have it in the background as you're prepping for this. And they're usually going to tell you around what time the companies are going to report. Trace your levels and trade your plan. This is depending on everybody's strategies, how, what strategies you apply for trading. Uh, but I plot my levels. I have a strategy in which I plot my levels, but I'm going to show you a shortcut well, where you don't need to have like a lot of technical skills in order to do it. So trade and watch, for example, NASDAQ, if NASDAQ stocks report, watch the Dow with, for example, if IBM reports or Boeing reports, definitely you're going to shift your attention towards the Dow. You're not going to look at Russell. Uh, trade and watch uh, the corresponding index um, uh, for the stock that is reporting. So best time to execute trades. This is the trick right here. You can take advantage, guys, and this is the beautiful part about it, before the market opens. All of the companies that report, report before the market opens. And this is the beauty about it because you can take action in the futures market. You watch the report, you watch the first minute of the report, plot your trade, entry stop, and let it ride because it's going to be a money maker. And then you have after the market closes, now you have about in the futures market 15 minutes, but 15 minutes may be enough or a beautiful trade to put on. I'm going to show you in a few seconds. So how to prepare. You need to know when certain stocks of interest report and have a really good understanding of prior earnings behavior of the correlated stock that you will be trading via the corresponding index. Determine the key levels and plot your trade. Aha, uh -huh. here I have an example with Microsoft, right? Microsoft reported earnings. We're talking about this. We're not talking about the pullback. We're talking about the quick 15 minute, guys. That's it. The trade, the fast trade, the 15 minute trade. Okay. So look at what happened here. We had a big fat range, right? Oftentimes stocks tend to range right before earnings. Some of them have the tendency to run uh, up into earnings. Some of them sell off into earnings. Well, Microsoft uh, literally based into earnings. You could either trade like, I don't know, you could have a position in Microsoft and say, hey, you know what, I take want to take advantage of the pop-up of technicals. And you could have, a you know, a buy order set. Or you could do like I do. And again, and by the way, this arrow should have been here. Okay. And you take advantage of this rotation. You get in right here just above into the 920. And it went to 12,000. And by the way, if you were in my trading room this day, 
I gave a target parameter of 12,000, okay? So it went just above 12,000. So you can see here, NASDAQ long with Microsoft Instinct for 80 points. 80 points, guys, 80 points. Now, take into consideration that one point in NASDAQ is $20, $20. So it's 80 times $20. That is the profit right here. Here's another example with Netflix side by side with NASDAQ. And you can see the massive breakout that it had here. You can see that you can get in here and look at the beautiful overnight action. This is your entry. This could be your stop uh, into the 10 EMA. By the way, did I tell you 10 EMAs not only serve as directional bias for stocks, for indices, for whatever you're trading, but they also serve as support resistance zones. They also are correlated with rich algorithmic areas. So uh, using these moving averages are really going to help you with your trading. So look at the beautiful move. This is, by the way, this is the trade that we executed. That's why the example is here, because I executed this trade. And you can see here, beautiful write-up. By the time we woke up and we popped up our uh, computers and we turned on our platforms, we were already in the money. Here's another example, trading short NASDAQ. And here it is with the breakdown. Look at the breakdown right here. And that's because Netflix, uh, Netflix had a really bad earnings report. And you can see here, 15 minutes of profit. NASDAQ short, 7360, buy 7380. Here are targets, risk 20 points, $400 per contract, profit 35 points, that's $700 per contract, trade duration 15 minutes after the market closes. Thank you very much. I take that. Here's another day, another example. Here is an institutional power move. And well, we had earnings um, of the same uh, the same uh, uh, day report after the close into Google, Amazon, Microsoft. Google up, Microsoft up, Amazon up. What do you think NASDAQ is going to do? Up, base up. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. All right. Here it is. Here is another example. Right. Uh, we have uh, we have NASDAQ. Uh, I'm sorry. We have NASDAQ here and we have Apple. Apple, the same day, started selling off. What do you think NASDAQ did? Started to sell off. It is your guide. It is your go-to. And then again, here we had the Dow moving lower, right? And then we have we had a shift higher. What happened? Walmart reported earnings and the earnings were higher. The price action and uh, the Dow was following the shares of Walmart. So what to look for? This is a checklist, the trend. You need to determine your directional bias, multiple time frame. You need to uh, plot out support resistance levels area. You need a uh, time frame, all the time frames to be in sync. So for example, if you're watching a five minute in Apple, you need to watch a five minute in NASDAQ. Uh, plot your ESDR, your entry, your stop, your target, and your risk. Risk, very important. Uh, try to determine the entry based on the chart time frame that is providing you with the most information. Slide between time frames, guys. Be flexible. All right. If you're seeing a setup, you're not seeing a setup on a two minute. Try shifting, zooming out to a five minute. Try zooming out to a fifteen minute. Okay. Be flexible. Needless to say, that you have to have all the time frames right in front of you at all times when you trade. All right. Define your entry based on your strategy. Place your stop. Wait for the trigger. Have a trailing method ready to apply. And bingo, the trade is on autopilot. All right. This is my portfolio, by the way, guys. And I took a snapshot yesterday. You see all the trades here with all the wins or the losses. Remember that I told you guys that yesterday I had four trades. This is my first trade. This is my second trade. This is my third trade. This is my fifth trade. You guys see it here? All right. This was yesterday, 25th, 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 25th. 
All right. You're going to see all of my trades. I position size. You're going to see uh, you're you're going to see that the numbers fluctuate over here. And that is because I use diff, uh, I use the same size on each and every single trade. So for January 1st to January 25th, that's yesterday because I just came into the session right now. Uh, this is my oops, this is my accumulated. Where, where did it go? All right, this is my accumulated. So I have a win ratio of 60% since yesterday. My average return per trade is 1,950 bucks. Uh, so who's ready to earn, guys? Join me in the Power Income Futures trading room. The power is in your hands. It's up to you whether you want to change your life. Trading has changed my life. And remember one thing, my mentor used to say this to me all the time. Procrastination is the assassination of the motivation that will stop you from reaching your destination. So what to expect when you're in the trading room with me? Well, first of all, you're, I'm going to do the pre-market game plan for you before the market opens. I don't trade pre-market. I don't trade news. I trade reaction of the news. I don't trade before the market opens. And that is 930. I'm talking about the stock market, but I'm trading futures. So you're going to get a really detailed trading plan for that. Uh, you're going to get institutional trading levels. You're going to get real-time precise trading, 100% guided trading. You're going to get one to three trades a day. Yesterday, we had four. Okay, so what? <laughs> so, uh, trade exact parameters. I'm pointing out entry stops and targets to the tick. Uh, live trading from the life of the trail. Real-time response to all your questions. Live screen share at all times. Lectures and mentoring. You guys are going to get bored. We have four price uh, plans that you can choose from. If you think, hey, I want to test it out and see what it is. You, we have a one day, uh, uh, one day uh, experience, one day pass experience. These two are not renewable. So if you want to stop by and say hi, all right, I want to see what you guys are doing in there. Uh, and if this is for me, this is a one day pass. If you say, hey, you know, I want to test it a little bit more. This is a five day pass. It's 100 bucks. It's not renewable. If you want to commit, is this the monthly? This is the yearly. The yearly is actually the better option because you're getting two months for free. So you're only paying for 10 months. Uh, these, what else are you getting with the, the uh, access to your trading? You're getting access to the performance portfolio plus. Okay. So if you think that you're just getting trades, well, that's, uh, that's not all. You're getting access to this, which gives you live access to exactly all the trades that we have in, all the trades that we put in. You can see them right here. More so, here, at the end of the month, I post my personal results from my account, my personal results. So people see, oh, did she take this? She really take this trade? Yes or no, right? Uh, then risk management over here, you get position size calculator. For those of you that want to are serious about making money, you get the risk calculators here. I showed you what are uh, how the risk calculator works. Uh, you get the rules, you get guidelines uh, of how to trade. You what a hard stop it. What is the hard stop? What is the soft stop? What is what is trailing? What is whatever? Uh, you get funding with us if you're interested. We have a partner for funding. You get the roll days for futures. You get option expiration as well. You get chart layout. So for Think or Swim or Ninja, so you don't reinvent the wheel. You get extra charting uh, from. Um, if, if you get charting suggestions here. If you don't have it, you have holidays. Uh, indicators that we use, limit down. We have a Discord room. We have a private Twitter feed. Ear ear to date performance. Fed watch, etc. So I think I'm done. Okay. Um, no, it does not include the course. The course is six thousand dollars, Tracy. Yeah, we just started and we're getting so busy with the course. It's uh, ridiculous. We already 
Uh, we are not going to have a class in February, but we're going to have one in March, and it's already getting, uh, we already have very few seats for March. All right, so this is the, this is pretty much everything, guys. So if you want to join the trading room, I'm here. David, I can't hear you, so I'm going to stop here. So thanks.